Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 122. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Return of Real Talk once again. That's the second song that he has used to speak <laughs> in the last two minutes. Fun Turn can attest to this. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> so what is Real Talk? Real Talk, if you're joining us, it's not Whose Line Is It Anyway. No. It's not Name That Tune. Nope. No, we are a show, a podcast, a forum, if you may, about uh, just a few guys talking about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Listen, life has gotten chaotic in this world, hasn't it? Oh, it's insane. There's some crazy stuff happening. So whether you're old, young, in between, the truth is we're all trying to navigate our way. That's right, man. the pathways of life. Navigate through the pathways of life. So... What does that mean before they've already shut it off? What is that? Hey, um, yeah, we're just going to, you know, Real Talk's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. If you're a Christian and you're wondering, sometimes you have questions that you ignore because you don't feel comfortable asking them or it feels wrong to think about it, it's not. And we want to give you a place to be able to ask those questions and hear discussion about those types of things and know that God's not displeased with that, that he tells us to seek him with all of our heart, soul, and mind, Mm. and mind includes thinking through things. So... There is a link somewhere in the description of this video and or podcast or whatever medium you're using. And that link is www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. Real in that is R-E-A-L. Click it. Go down to submit a question. Hit submit a question. Tippity tap. That's you typing your topic or question in there. It's meant, and it goes into a database completely anonymously. We couldn't find you if we tried, truthfully. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, you know, maybe they'll find me. Uh, and embarrass me. No, we don't even know. We'll nope. never see it. Um, and in doing that, you'll not only get your questions or topics discussed in a safe place that maybe it's embarrassing to ask, whether it's a sex question. You know, mm-hmm. we, we get some, we have one of those today. Yeah. Whether it's, uh, you know, whatever else, maybe something going on in this life and you just feel uncomfortable asking it. Here it is. This is the place. You get to sit with us at this table. We're just friends trying to figure it out. That's the gist of it. At the same time, we'll share a little bit about our lives because we are those people. That's know, right, man. Old and in between. Try to keep it who, raw. Yeah, who are trying to navigate life. So we'll kind of share with you at times our journey and the things we're learning and the crazy things that happen to us because that is a fact. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, let you, uh, you know, maybe learn and ponder through our lives as the example. Mm. Uh, whatever crazy mess of an example that is. <laughs> yeah, and topics that are in the world. So we take articles sometimes, those kinds of things. Yeah, man. Like you said, I think a good way to put it is we're just an open forum. There you go. So... That's uh, what we're about. I want to start off by sharing this because people may, if they're watching, see me fidgeting around a lot. Even you guys. I've warned you of this, but now you're seeing it. Listen, I, several years ago, had a terribly injured back. We don't yes. talk about this a lot. And, I, and listen, before we get into this, there are people out there who have injuries that are paralyzed. It's not at that level, okay? Mm-hmm. But beyond that stuff that like permanently paralyzes you and all the stuff that's very serious, this was... Probably like a, it was, it was still up there, worse than others. I couldn't walk for seven months. Yeah. Okay. Um, Couldn't walk, well, I couldn't walk at all for like three months. And I I was, could only take like a step couple at a time for seven. Gained 60 pounds, was in agonizing pain. And what it is, is I'd had a, many of you may know this, I had a back injury in which the disc, which are the spongy things between our vertebrae. Yep. Had been shoved out. And was hitting the nerve called the sciatic nerve that goes down the back of everyone's leg. Mm-hmm. Now, what it does is not only does it cause, it ag- cause agonizing pain, is that over time, 
it's like clenching it, right? And it will cause it to go numb and it's and you will, you know, your leg could even atrophy, which in my case did, it means get smaller. So anyway, miracle of God, crazy stuff. I was told I couldn't lift, play sports, do all those things again, no matter what, if I had surgery. I didn't have surgery. It's literally a miracle. I'll tell some other time. But as you know, I'm active. I work out. I run. I play yeah, basketball. Man. Every day, you're, you're off doing something. Yeah. So what happened, though? All that to just set up in case you don't know this. I'm in a weird place, man. So I'm just going to throw it out there. I it, Yesterday, we went to do our run. We've been doing – if people – this is the first episode. They're going to be like, what are these guys doing? We've been doing at Purdue University the football team's conditioning program from several years ago. Their actual conditioning program. Yeah, man. Just, just uh, to work on our fitness but give us something to follow – and it's been tough, and it's our fourth week. It's t- it has been tough. It's been a month, and we it's been cool, man. We've gotten people. We've you've lost weight. I've lost oh, yeah, weight. I've definitely lost Pe- weight. We've gotten in better shape. People are noticing. It's pretty cool. We're yeah. noticing. Well, yesterday I went in. I got I get adjusted for my back every every couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we then got adjusted, and then yesterday we went to run late at night. We had a long day. We had a meeting. It's typically our day off. It wasn't really. Mm-hmm. We go run. You were there, me yep. and you. And at the time, I was bending down and doing ridiculous things, like trying to act like I, I kind of forgot about my back injury because over the years it's gotten better. So I was like doing things I hadn't done before. It doesn't really matter for the story. What then happens is we run one, and I tell you, you heard me. You go, ah. Mm-hmm. So I thought my, I tweaked my hamstring, which I, I do think is partially going on here. Yes, definitely part of it. But also, I have somehow – re-injured my back and what's really making me nervous is i'm getting that pain all the way down my leg so through my hamstring down into my calf this burning stinging if you've ever had sciatica that's what it's terrible because you can't really do much about it and dude it's so i'm I'm gonna be moving around a lot because like i'm very uncomfortable yes um and and in a lot of pain and i'm gonna be real with you so you guys know you know i love god i know worrying is is not good it's a sin it's something we need to it's not trusting god but you know I've hinted at it, and you guys know me. I'm a little nervous, man, because clearly I'm not there. But my fear is, I'm, I'm gonna—it's gonna get worse and worse. Go back because it has place. not been this bad as far as going down to my calf. Yeah. I've had the pain in my back. You guys have been here. Because here's the weird thing about back injuries. I learned weirdly enough, if the pain—if even if it's agonizing pain in your back, your actual back—that's actually better than than when it goes. Because right now, I have zero pain in my back. But it's just all down the leg. Correct. So that means it's past the point of like my back, and now we're down into my hamstring, calf, and it's it's a big deal, man. So um, it's discouraging because like you know we've been training, so we kind of had goals, and then the other part of it. So I don't know about doing that anymore, but also just nervous, man, that it's gonna get worse. Plus, I'm I'm actually hurting. So if you hear me fidgeting yeah. around, I'm just sharing with you guys, being real, like that's what's going on, or see me fidgeting around. Um, I'm in a lot of pain. And I haven't even told you guys right now because I'm kind of trying to ignore it. Mm. But I'm definitely probably at like a six and a half right now. That's pretty high on the scale, man. Yeah. For me, yeah, especially. Yeah, that's definitely high on the scale. So there you go. All that rambling to tell you, hey, if you're a prayer, if you're a believer out there, please pray for me. Yes, please pray for his back. This does not get worse. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. I, uh. I definitely hope it can get better soon because I know, like you said, I know it's not a fun place to be in. Is terrifying when your when your mind is trying to tell you that you know it's freaky, trying to freak you out. So it's very unsettling. Yeah. Well, and the more pain you're in, too, you know, I'm like trying to find a spot, and that's this thing with nerve pain. You can't find a spot that relieves it. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, you actually had a bout with this recently. I did. And it, 
Um, you you know how bad it was. It you had, was I remember man, I the couldn't. night. This guy had a your probably worst one was that night in the gym, right? Yeah. And it was. I mean. Oh yeah, it was bad, man. Like I couldn't. I feel like I didn't want to walk because like it was just every step. Like it was just shooting up down up and down my entire leg. Like yep. I'd never felt a pain like that, man. It was terrible. They, thank you for saying that because I yeah. think that's what people don't understand. I hadn't either. It's a different kind of pain. It is, and like you just you know trying to like. You know, I remember you guys were trying to get me to do stuff, like hang, and, like, it just wouldn't go away, man. Yeah, that's where I'm at. It's terrible. So, yeah, that's why I'm fidgeting around. I'm not, you know, having a seizure. I just, yeah, I'm sure they're going to see that. You probably will later when you edit this video. <laughs> so, anyway, that's it. That's well, live. Thanks for doing the show, man. Yeah. I know it's not easy when you're uncomfortable. Yeah, sitting is the worst, if I'm going to mm -hmm. be honest with you guys, for some reason, because the angle, um, you know, it is the worst. So that's hard. Plus, my mind starts going, okay, you know, this is how our minds work. And this is the first time I'm telling you guys. The reason it scares my mind, it's crazy to me. My mind immediately goes, to the doc, that surgeon was right. Like, I just staved it off, and now it's here. Now it's going to go back to where, like, there's the only cure is surgery and all this mm. stuff, you know, and, like, or the only treatment. And then my mind's like, oh. it starts, you, yep, just starts spiraling. Oh, yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, I, it's hard. You've heard me complain about my back numerous times. This is different. And I haven't really told you guys, partially because I didn't want to acknowledge that I'm concerned it's like legit. Mm -hmm. um, but I am. <laughs> I haven't even told you two that yet. I'm just kind of like, yeah, my back hurts, but like, I, it's bad. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping. So take those pills. I'm gonna try. <laughs> ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely pray for Todd when you guys you know watch this and you know listen to this. You know, he could definitely use it. So. Yeah, amen. Thank you so much, guys. Sorry to whine. No, it's not so, whining. dude, before we dive into questions, thank you so much to those of you that answered questions or shot questions or topics into our database. Yeah. We got a lot. Oh, yeah. We may not even get to all of them today. Um, so that's exciting. But I think it, it's worth saying. How you doing, man? You know what? I'm definitely on a journey. You know, that's one thing that I usually don't say a lot very often. And I think that's because I can tend to just kind of slip into, hey, it's good, you know, and... Even when I say like, "Hey, it's good," and you know, I, it's funny. I've I've kind of caught myself, especially if I'm like listening to old like our old stuff, mm. or just like in general, like I'll I'll realize like you'll ask me, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm good," and then I go into this really like sad thing. <laughs> so you know, I'm definitely trying to be more intentional about how I answer that. So I'm on a journey, and uh, one thing I've noticed about myself, you know, we had of, you know, we've been meeting a lot more one on one every week, and I really appreciate it because it's really helped me with my faith, hmm. and. Uh, one thing that I'm trying to figure out in, within myself is, and I've been praying about it and I've been asking God to reveal things to me is, you know, I've, I've had this very deep self-hatred for myself for a lot of my life. And um, I've been trying to uncover the reasons why I, I struggle with that so much. And it's, I am 100% confident that it, that is my, probably my biggest hindrance in my life. When it comes to my progression as, you know, wanting wanting to do my, wanting to reach goals or even wanting to make goals or like trying to understand myself, you know, it just, it hits, I feel like my self-hatred really hits on almost every root of who I am and what I'm supposed to be. You know, it really, it really uh, puts a damper on my progression as a Christian, as a person, as mm -hmm. You know, even just as, you know, say a better significant other, a, a brother in Christ, like it, it puts a damper on everything. So I've been trying to dig, dig into, you know, myself and like, you know, like 
what happened in my life or, you know, like why, why do I view myself so poorly and why do I view myself so poorly all the time? So, you know, you and I, we've had some good meetings and it's just really opened my eyes to like, yeah, man, I'm on a journey. And like, I've been trying to not allow that overarching feeling of worthlessness and like, like not liking myself take over. Cause I know like if I, if I, if I'm not intentional, I can just kind of slip into that and, a lot of the time I don't even notice that I'm living out of that. Like I'm just kind of, it's just there. Like, you know, I can be positive, but you know, or I can even be encouraging to people, but if I'm not intentional, like I'm just living in this constant state of like self-hatred to the point of like, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in myself to do anything right, you know, or like I don't believe in myself to understand or comprehend what people are telling me. Like, it's weird, man. I'm constantly playing, I'm constantly playing doubt in myself. Like, all the time. So, like, that's one thing I've been trying to work on is trying to, one, figure out why that is inside of me and why that is so, like, why I am so rooted in that. You know, it's sinful. And, uh, you know, I know I, I said that at a meeting. Another meeting that we had was, like, you know, I am, like, I am so, you know, I have such a grip on my own self-hatred that it's sinful, you know, and which is really convicting because I was like, man, you know, because we tend to, we've talked about this over the years on this show is like, you know, self-hatred is selfish and like, mm. you know, it's it's still focusing on you and not on God. And I was like, man, you know, even after hearing that over the years, I'm still doing it. So it's been really convicting for me to try to open my eyes to why, but also just try not to live out of it while I'm trying to figure out why, you know, while I'm waiting and praying to God and trying to figure it out and process with you guys, like, you know, why I am like this also try not to live out of it while I'm trying to figure it out. So that's, that's been a big thing for me lately is, is trying to figure that out. Um, on the, on, I guess the positive end of the spectrum, you know, cause I guess, I guess that's not necessarily a bad thing that I'm thinking about this stuff. It's just, it's just a hard pill to swallow. Um, on the positive side of things, I had a really cool moment, you know, it was a really cool God moment. And, you know, and it really convicted me about, you know, I'm sure if you're a Christian listening to this or watching this, you've heard of God time, you know, where it's just you and God, and, you know, you, whether you're journaling or praying or whatever, worshiping, listening to music, whatnot, you know, I was really convicted because I really had a true God moment. And I've realized that those are actually more rare than I thought, because I think a lot of the time us as Christians think that when we're reading our Bible or we're praying, you know, and we just kind of go on with our lives that we think that's God time. But man, God is trying to speak to you. And I guess I didn't take that as serious as I thought I did. Because, you know, when I actually truly had God time, you know, I was writing down notes and, you know, I wasn't sitting there constantly just like asking for stuff. I'd ask a question and just sit there. <laughs> and like, mm. these thoughts would hit my head that like I didn't, you know, they, they, it's, they were planted there. Like, that's what I have to come to. Like, you know, I remember when I was writing these notes down, you know, I was asking, because you, you had told me to ask myself, like, you know, what does God say about you? And, you know, I didn't just sit, you know, I didn't just sit down and start writing stuff. I actually soaked, you know, I soaked in asking God and just like, was like, okay, I'm going to actually like sit here and, you know, and just relax and actually, you know, I guess, wait for what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because like those, those thoughts, man, they hit me in a different way than when you're just like writing something, you know? And when I look back and like, you know, saw what I wrote down, 
you know, and I even talked to you about it and I was like, man, those aren't my own words. Like the, I don't use those kind of words the way that I did. And it was so cool. Cause you're like, dude, that's God. And I was like, man, you're right. And so that was really a cool realization, but it was also another convicting thing, but it was also great, you know, being able to have true God time and realizing that like, that's what God wants all the time. You know, God wants to be pursued and he wants to be listened to. Like he wants you to like, listen to him. And I don't know, it was just, it was eye opening. Mm. So on a, on the good side of that spectrum, I, that was just such a cool moment of, you know, realization of like, man, God is speaking to me. And I remember I, I even told, I was talking to you about it. And I said like, man, there's a couple of times where I actually like, like, felt like I dozed off and almost fell asleep. And I was like, I don't know if I should feel bad about that. And you're like, why? Like, why would you feel bad that you were just truly like, re, like you were truly, you know, felt at peace in, in your father's presence. And I was like, good so it was just cool man so i guess you know that's just a couple things for you guys um that's just kind of where i'm at i guess yeah so a couple things stood out to me and i appreciate you sharing that uh genuinely one is i think it's cool in this you sharing this it's good for people to hear that sometimes when god is working on us or we are growing as people we have this tendency that that once we have an eye-opening experience to something in our life that needs to change, right? That immediately it changes. Yeah, not true. Sometimes it can. Sometimes you can literally something comes up and you're like, you're done with it and you move on and like, mm-hmm. you know. So, but a lot of times, that's not the case. A lot of yeah. times, we're on a journey, and I, it's kind of like you were saying yesterday, where you're sort of being hard on yourself about still dealing with it. It's like you know. God revealed something to you, but it's going to take a little bit for it to heal, and that's okay. And I and it's kind of going to be kind of annoying because I do think the Holy Spirit convicts us and guides us, and you know we know what we see that in the Bible, which you have. So it's going to constantly remind you now, and so because it's reminding you, you think that like when those moments are happening, you think it's worse. Oh my gosh, I'm getting worse. No, He's just making you aware every time now because He's like it sounds to me like this is actually going to be dealt with now, opposed to the other times when you've noticed it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure you truly acknowledged the wrongness of it. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing about you, man, is like, I don't think you're a guy that would have been motivated by like, you need to quit hurt, hating yourself because it's not good for you. Because when you're in self-hatred, you don't really care what's good for you. Yes. But the that's, moment that's when so you recognize that you were sinning against God and that you were essentially <laughs> telling God what he was right or wrong about, because let's be honest, the Bible says that, you know, you were chosen, forgiven, um, beloved, Sinless, a son of God, you know, a co-heir with Christ, um, you know, a, a child of God, all of those things, holy, high priest, or, you know, a priest, all those things, a royal nation, you know, all of these things that God tells you in the Bible you are, and we say to him, that's not true. <laughs> we all have those moments, but when we choose to live out of that, mm-hmm. and what we kind of talked about, and what I think is cool about you being willing to share this in your humility is, is that you're, you are setting yourself up still as God. We tend to think the people that do that are arrogant, right? Like, oh, I bet. no, a lot of times it can still be the ones that say no. And we see that a lot in the Bible among God's people, right? Moses did the same thing. Hey, you got the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the world, Paul, I mean, um, yeah, Saul, um, Saul, Paul, it, you know, he, there was this sort of pushback there at times. You kind of read between the lines where I think he probably struggled and had to remind himself. So yeah, throughout the Bible, that happens. What's cool is God loves you enough that he's like, hey, I'm not going to let you live there. And I'm not saying, showing you this to shame you. I'm showing this you this because I, I love you and I want to heal you. 
and you're worth more, you know, because if you're not, then what are you saying about what I did for you? Right. So it's really cool that you shared that. Thank you. The other thing you said that I think is cool, I need to mention only because so a lot of time it can be taken the wrong way. So a lot of times on our show, we tend to a lot of times we've had push, we've pushed back against um, a religious spirit as far as you know, man-made laws and judgment, you know, and so, mm. and, that, and that tends to be some of the questions we get. I think there's some pushback too. If you know us, we want anything, we want to follow God. So, you know, there are people out there that are hyper-spiritualized and say they hear from God and they... Clearly, we know that's not true. So the, the the lunatic that goes out and shoots 50 people and say God told him to, clearly we know God didn't right. tell him to. So when AJ says God spoke to me, it's really important for you to understand Excuse me, what we kind of mean from that. You know, one is that God is never going to contradict his word, right? That's right. So for instance, if you come and shared and you wrote down... You are Jesus reborn. We're like, well, clearly, dude, that's not from God. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. Um, so we know it's from God. It didn't contradict God. It was ministering to your spirit, right? To you, yes. Holy Spirit. Uh, and the so, especially when it comes to personal things where God's working on us, I think He speaks to us, like you said, a lot more than we're willing to let to assume. Right? Oh, yeah. It's always a coincidence, or always our thoughts. I will say this: I'm very leery, and you know this. And where the line kind of is is. It's very scary to say, God told me to tell you this. And so sometimes people do that. Mm-hmm. They can abuse that, right? And then, so I guess consciously in your mind, don't let that be a thing that if someone randomly comes up and says, God told me that, that you necessarily do it. The scripture says to test it, mm. test those things against the word of God. So yeah, I 100% believe it was everything you said is true. So this yeah. is more of like a appendix or something, you know, a, a note for people to hear. And that's what's cool about this though, is that, Checks all the boxes. Yeah, man. We know it's God speaking to you. You know, it's pretty pretty cool. It is cool because I'm with you too like on that on that. Like I'm not because I'm sure you've noticed. Like I'm not a guy that that no, often don't. says I think God spoke to me. Like I don't say that. Well, I think that's also different than saying God told me to tell you something. Oh yeah, that's you know that's I mean? different. That's to me mm-hmm. where the times I kind of like okay, let me. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Sure. But when someone says that to me, you know, I'm always going to go okay. Like let's hear this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. And that's not what you were doing anyway. You were sharing like, hey, this, you know, and I think that's what's cool about your story is that you were showing, you know, your heart wanted to believe it, but it didn't at first. And it took some no, like, you sharing it, it for, didn't. Me to go, for us to kind of go, dude, that is not even how you talk. Yep. It, it so, was really cool. God, the Holy Spirit does. We can't be afraid of, though there are people out there that abuse the idea of the Holy Spirit and kind of hyper spiritualize and mysticize things and and try to think there's like God speaking, you know, that the Bible needs extra teachings and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. There is also a supernatural aspect of it that we shouldn't be afraid of and we need to accept. And the Holy Spirit, based on the word of God, comforts, encourages, convicts, He, you know, all those things it's doing to you. And it's cool to see it play out. That God still speaks to us. It's surreal, man. Like those we just are don't the, ask. Yes. And like <laughs> those are the moments in faith when it just all had come. Oh, just becomes so yeah. real and it's yeah. beautiful so cool man that's a cool story and i hope it encourages people out there mm-hmm. to go and do that you know go do you ever sit and quiet and do what jesus did and other people and sit and just pray to god and ask him to speak to you and 
and to minister to your heart and to guide you as you read his word and all those mm. things. Cause I feel like we don't do that. We don't, I know, I don't think it's necessarily an intentional thing. We just get in the habit of checking boxes off instead of saying, I am literally able to communicate with the living God, the creator of the universe. It's pretty crazy. It is, man. So thank you, Jesus. Amen, man. How about you? How are you doing? I pretty much shared how I'm doing. Like, I don't want to go. Back's bad. Um, Weirdly enough, I might as well say this because it's kind of my little minor miracle. Right now, it's getting a little better. Weird. Hallelujah. For real, man. I'm not joking. Like, I mean, I still feel it, but like, it's not where it was earlier when I shared that. Uh, What else? Another, I guess, cool encouragement I can share that just happened before the show. So the church that we go to, which sponsors this podcast, Mm -hmm. amazing place. So, so thankful for it. And we've had some tough things lately as a family, right? As a church family that we had to deal with, whether it's, you know, some tough situations with people that we got to be, I don't know, firm. Well, maybe it's hard to do that because we there's a lot of loving people or whether it's, you know, Christians are human beings that are saved by grace, which means they still have the same thing. So they grumble and they complain. And, you know, we don't want that culture to happen here at our Mm -hmm. church. So we've kind of had to take a hard stand. Like, we're not doing this. And we had a big meeting with the members of our church and we, it, it was we, it was a tough meeting, man. We it was tough. Wrestled meeting. through it, but also beautiful. That being said, today we got a, a message. Someone at church got a message from a lady who has attended a lot, but as of late hasn't been able to come to you for probably a couple of months because she's having to take care of her sick relative, who mm-hmm. you know has to literally be the caretaker. So she's been really encouraging to us, this lady in general over and over through her prayers. And if she's watching, I can say her name, Vicky. thank you so much for your encouragement. Love you, Vicky. So she doesn't know anything about what's been going on. Mm-hmm. And she sends a message saying, hey, you know, I'd like someone to send this, not to me. Um, she didn't send it to me. It was like, hey, can you get this to Pastor, pastor <laughs> to the pastor, to Todd, and to the congregation? Because we, long story short, the message just said, as, you know, unity is so important, supporting is so important. So it was, it was personally encouraging because she was loving me. Yeah. But also it was cool because she was speaking anything that she didn't even know we were dealing with. So like, Hey, it's really important that you guys, that we stay unified. Yep. And then she said this phrase of like, as, as it gets bigger, because we've been saying that and knowing that and seeing it happen, you know, it's so important to be unified. So I say that because it's kind of the same thing as you, these moments happen where you're like, well, clearly (laughs) the Holy spirit, which is in all of God's people spoke to her too. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So that was cool. Um, hmm. as far as my own journey, I mean, you guys know, same stuff, constantly processing what this is to really live this out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's it. And, and personally, there's just been a lot of stuff, hard stuff. And I shared with you, sometimes I think my struggle is every time I lead, you know, after, afterwards when the lights go off and the music stops, right? That, mm-hmm. that kind of saying, no matter what situation, always the accuser comes, right? That voice that says, you're a poor leader. You talk too much. Mm. You talk too little. You're too harsh. You're too soft. You're not a good this. You're not a good that. So just right. having to continue to walk despite hearing that sometimes. It's, it's and it's never... tough, man, because when you share with people, people just aren't naturally, even the best people. And I think it's culturally. They're not great encouragers um, because a lot of us are trained to even even in Christianity, to, like, acknowledge and move on. Yes, that's bad. Let me pray for you. And it's like sometimes you just want someone to hear you, you know. Hmm. So 
processing a lot of that and helping me to be more aware of when people are struggling and telling me and making sure that I'm being in that moment and not just going, okay, mm-hmm. sounds good. You're not those things. Bye. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because it doesn't feel like there's any true substance there. Like, like even when, even if you believe like what, like what they're doing is out of a good heart. Like, Which it is. I believe it yeah. is most of the time. I mean, yeah. it has to be, right? They're encouraging. Exactly. It's just, they're, you know, I think we, we want that deeper Sometimes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Like being able to have someone like truly speak into you, you know, and like like you said, encouragement, you know. And those of you out there in life who are great encouragers, this is just an aside. In general, whether you're here in Alaska listening or Texas, man, what a great gift God's given you. And just know that mm-hmm. even though it doesn't seem like people see it, it makes a huge impact. That's right. You know, there's people out there just naturally pot encouragers, and it's like it's a gift. It's such a gift. Yeah, it talks about that in the Bible. So anyway, we actually should dive into questions today. Thanks for asking, by the way. Yeah, we have a lot of questions. We'll see how many we get through. Okay. Let me go. Let's see what we got here. Okay. I'll ask you first because, again, I've chatted plenty. <laughs> um, here we go. All right. <clears throat> Question one here. Why do you think it's so hard for wives to submit to their husbands in today's world? Hmm. Great question. Um, this is something that we like – we talk about it a lot, but we also like to talk about it. So thank you for asking. Um, today's society is very twisted. They got it backwards a lot of the time. Um, so I think, you know, there's a struggle for, and they said wives, right? Not just women. They're just wives. Wives, so yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, a lot of the time, the culture that is being set for women nowadays is, you know, they they need to take up the mantle of more the the masculine side of mm. even responsibilities in life, you know, like, and what's happened was, is, you know, in my opinion, that there's been an influx of women taking over the more masculine roles in society. And what's happened is, is they just believe that, you know, that is how equality works. Instead of looking at, we are made different. So because they have this sense of, well, men have always been put in this different position than us. They make they make it seem like that's inequality instead of looking at it as we are equal, we are just different. And so when it comes to wives being submissive, I think the reason why they struggle with that is because they deal with that pressure that society's put on them of, you know, you must, you know, you must be independent. You must be, you know, you know, I'm a woman, hear me roar. You know, I know you've referenced that so many times and like hmm. It's just naturally not who they're supposed to be, and I think that's affected them a lot. And also, you know, I think it's it's there is relevancy in saying that you know there's also been a lack of leadership in men, you know, in marriage. And you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, men we have and you know we do have a responsibility to lead women in marriage and be the leader of the household. And I think when we don't do that, they naturally want to step up to re- fulfill that role because they don't know what's going on. <laughs> And mm-hmm. so then when we try to take back those reins, they get confused and hurt. And they're, you know, they're trying to figure out, like, when, when, when am I supposed to, you know, follow and submit? And when am I supposed to just take over when that's just not how the equation was ever meant to be? So, I don't know, man. I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no. I think a couple things to add, because a lot of times people don't understand. Like, if you're a non-Christian and you're hearing what he said, some of it might confuse you. Like, what do you mean about men's roles and women's roles? Listen, let me... AJ said it. The bottom line is men and women are different, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And no, men are not better 
than women, but women aren't better than men. And what we've dealt with, you know, for a lot of years, everybody talks about the patriarchy and culture lately. So it's the idea that society was built on patriarchy where men got to subdue and crush women, you know, and now we're, we're reversing the course. And I think some of that was good, right? I think some of it, Jesus himself was the most uh, woman-affirming person that ever walked this planet as far as like, hey, they have value and the same value. And that's part of what was so shocking about his ministry. That's right. Is the way, he, the high esteem in which he held women and treated them, which they are, right? Creating the image of God. Amen. The problem is, and what happens here is, is that we've kind of gone back the other way. And instead of just affirming women's roles in society, and we're talking about in general, mm-hmm. and making sure that, that hey, they're valued and not seen as, t- uh, you know, toys and re- whatever, just robots to fulfill men's pleasure and all these kinds mm-hmm. of things. We've, as we tend to do in humanity without God, we've went too far the other way. And it's almost like in order to elevate women and affirm women, we must diminish and devalue masculinity and manhood. Yep. And that's ridiculous. And it's so destructive to life in general in this, in our culture. That's right. Because it's led to um, boys, you know, even the way they're treated within schools, and this, this is a topic for another day, everything is stacked against a boy growing into being a healthy man hmm. who is strong, um, confident, care to, uh, caring, protective, doing all the beautiful things that men were made to do. He feels shamed for that. He is taught that masculine traits are negative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that's even competition, it's disgusting to me. And I use that word intentionally. When I have to, you know, Christian brothers in general, and, and it's, it sucks. And I get why they do it because I feel it. You're told it's wrong in Christianity to be competitive. That is a bold-faced lie. You can be competitive and be a Christian because the idea of being competitive is being your best. Can you, particularly when being competitive means I'm trying my best, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times we know how what our best is when we compare it and sharpen it against someone else, right? Hmm. It's not about diminishing you if I beat you in a game of basketball. Right. It's about bringing out the best in me or you to me, right? Vice versa. So it all, like that, right? Men tend to be more competitive naturally. Well, that gets crushed, right? Boys are told that's bad. It's wrong. Even the idea of being aggressive, right? Okay. Instead of, and this is the message I give to boys that I'm, boys that I mentor specifically, younger boys. I don't get a big opportunity to, but one is like, I don't ever want you, this is how I put it. And I've told some, I told Funturn this the other day as a man even. I was like, listen, I never want you to stop being a lion. You are what you are. Let's just learn to control it because that's the lesson that I had to learn my whole life. I am who I am. Mm. And it's not that God wants to completely change that. He wants to, um, sanctify that, make it holy and useful for the kingdom and good works. And an aggressive, an aggressiveness inherently in a male is a good quality when in war to protect your country. When he st- comes downstairs and sees a rapist attacking his wife, mm-hmm. those are good qualities to have. Absolutely. Would you rat, you know, it's that old saying, I believe it's a Japanese saying, um, I'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Mm. And it's the same idea with masculinity. So that might be a topic for a show. Write that down, fun turn. is like, let's let's show some statistics. Let's show some things that, so people out there can go, what do you mean men are getting attacked? No, there's, you'll see what we mean. But to the initial question, 
what I think happens is women are also victims of this as well. Yes. Because they are told that it's to be, you know, demure and tender and, you know, to look to a man for anything is weak. That's not true. It's in your heart, right? That's, That's okay. right. It doesn't devalue you. That's ridiculous. No. So I think it's hard because women tying all this together, I think there's a cultural issue in which you are raised, even a Christian woman, to think that the word submission is a dirty word. It's weak. It's pathetic. It's mm-hmm. men trying to step on you. It's them saying that they're you're not as good as them. When you look at the biblical definition of submission, it is Excuse me. Jesus Christ submitted to the Father's will. Mm-hmm. He chose. You know, Jesus makes this powerful statement, no one takes my life from me, I lay it down. He did it out of love for us. Mm. And he modeled for us what we should do to God, how we should react. And it's the same thing. You know, men, the call for men to love women as Christ loves the church is incredibly powerful and hard to do. Yes. It's, and so the call for women to submit, and by the way, it just is a function of like how to do life. You know, a Christian couple who's truly pursuing Jesus as a couple, the Christian, the man is not going to be a tyrant. That's, That's right. not what it means. It, and, no. and they're going to work together all the time. It's just if there comes a situation where it is go left or right and you have a family, the man says left, the woman says right, they talk about it and they're still like, no, we go left or right. You're going to tear the family apart. So God has given us a way in his mercy and grace in which that tie is broken. You follow the guy. What if he's wrong? doesn't matter. You're trusting me. Mm. And so the thing for a Christian woman to help her understand is it's not really submitting to the man. It's not – I mean it is. It doesn't mean that you trust that he's more gifted, qualified, a better leader, even smarter than you. It means nothing. In fact, it has nothing to do with it. Mm. You're actually choosing to trust God. That's right. Obedience so, to God, man. That's so that's part of it. And then here's the other part, quite simply, sin. You know, Christian women still have sinful natures, and they're rebellious, and it goes all the way back to the curse. You know, one of the things Jesus told the woman is that the curse was, which is interesting because maybe it was different at first, even though the man was created to be a leader. He said, your husband will rule over you and you will desire his position. Mm. Paraphrasing, but there's this concept of like, you're going to be rebellious by nature. It's going (laughs) to cause conflict. Yeah. And your husband sometimes will rule over you and then, you know, whether good or bad. So I hope that makes sense out there. You know, if you're a Christian lady, even asking this question. You got the you got the deck stacked against you. I, it's true, but that's why it's so important to follow the Bible and not what Oprah says. Okay, and I will Amen. say this for for you in those moments with your husband when you're like, "Gosh darn it, why won't he step up?" You choosing to trust him is going to help him be the man that you want him to be, and and him step up. But also remember the culture he was raised in. That if he is a confident man who tries to lead his wife, he is a tyrant, or he's abusive, or he's mm-hmm. domineering. But also don't be too weak, but don't be too strong, but don't be too commanding, but don't be too indecisive. So he's in a tough spot too. Absolutely, man. I hope that helps. It's rough on everybody. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Oh, great question. You did too, and you you teed that up. Mm. Okay. Um, The next one we got here, and uh, this is is the sex question you you mentioned earlier. So uh, here, here we go. I've had multiple conversations lately about what is and isn't okay within a married sex life. Some things seem, quote, dirty or, like, not Christian. But I've also heard that every, everyone, everything goes once you're married. Let me read. Why does this happen every time I don't you read know. a long question? I want you guys, I want to stop. Because right, I even said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm sending these long questions. And Fun Turn can attest to this. He goes, you know what, man, I think I'm actually doing. Like, 
you know, I think I got this down now. <laughs> nope, apparently not. <laughs> it reads them perfectly well, except in this moment. So weird. Okay. It's hard on phones, but. All right, let me try this again. I'm yeah, so go ahead. sorry. Let's restart the entire. Yep, yep, you want me to read it, dude, for real? I've, I've got this. We got this. This is a moment of where I overcome. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I've had multiple conversations lately about what is and isn't okay within a married sex life. Some things seem, quote, dirty or like not Christian, but I've also heard everything goes, everything goes once you're married. So I wondered if talking a certain way or doing certain things is wrong as a Christian once you are married. Are there Christian resources about sex? Um, so overall, quick answer. Uh, yeah, I am of the opinion, based on what I see in Scripture, that within the context of marriage between a husband and wife, um, there's nothing that's dirty or wrong. Mm-hmm. Here's the caveat to that. And I know there are people out there that disagree with me. I don't see that in Scripture. I just don't, okay? Um, sorry, I could give multiple reasons behind that, but this is, this is what I, I... Okay, that being said, let me preface. There's nothing wrong or off-limits or dirty between the husband and wife, okay? Mm-hmm. Anytime you bring in a third party of any kind, you are already... Um, that is sexual sin, okay? Yes. So it doesn't matter if you both are like, we're swingers or we like threesomes. You know, that sounds yes. crazy. I don't mean to be vulgar, but that's not okay because no. it affects the covenant. That's right. right. Because you're still, at that point, having sexual immorality with someone outside that's of your right. partner. It's outside the design. So I'm going to go into that too. That, and I hate to say this, but, you know, those listening, if you have kids around and you don't feel comfortable, then this is your opportunity to take them away for a second. Okay, yeah. I'm going to give you that. All right. So, like, that includes animals, all these perversions that mm-hmm. we see, okay? Um, yeah, you, that, that, those are wrong, okay? But let's just get back to husband and wife. That's right. At, sex acts, the way you talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's nothing wrong with that. There, it's not dirty or wrong, right? That's the beauty of it. You are one flesh, and you can explore that, and sexuality is good in that context. Yes, it is. Here is the caveat. Everything should be done in love. That's okay? right. So that also comes to if, let's say, let's use the husband because a lot of times we pick on the wife. The wife wants to do something and the husband doesn't feel comfortable with it and he feels in his heart a conviction not to do it. Mm-hmm. The wife, the Bible tells us, though she may have that and be free to do that in her faith, it doesn't feel wrong. She needs to be understanding of her partner's weaker faith in that area, meaning if it feels bad to them, you don't want to push them into something that feels makes them feel wrong or affects yes, their faith. Does that make good. sense? Yes. And vice versa. Typically, this goes husband to wife. Mm-hmm. But it is sometimes wife to husband. Right. So the way that I picture these types of things, guys, is we've got to take the lid off of, you know, we need to teach married couples that it's okay to have talks about sex. Yes, absolutely. That it's okay. There isn't, like, it's okay to say, I like this. Listen, husbands and wives, Christian. You're allowed, anyone, you're allowed to, that's married. You can say to your spouse, I like this, want to try this. What do you like? What feels good to you? What do you enjoy? Have those discussions. In breaking down those walls, it creates also, weirdly enough, it brings you closer together intimately, even in the decisions not to, because you recognize at the end of the day that like it's not taboo. So everything should be done in love. A partner shouldn't force or guilt their partner into something. But the other side is a partner should also not shame their other their partner for wanting to do certain things. Right, for that desire. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, like, it should be a loving discussion, and they should be open to trying things, and this should be patience and, you know, whatever it takes to get there. It doesn't have to be a rush. And 
Lord willing, you have a lifetime together to continue to explore each other and and do that. That's right. Does that make sense? Hundred percent, man. Terms, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So yeah, sex is not wrong. It's not dirty. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Sex acts are not dirty, wrong, or bad in the context of marriage between a man and a woman, which is the only thing that is truly marriage because that is what the creator and designer of marriage has said. He gets right. to define it. So, great question. Absolutely. Uh, are there man. Christian resources for sex? Yes, there are. Um, there's a book I know off the top of my head that I've personally uh, know and trust. The guy's theology is called, oh, goodness, let me look it up. Yeah, sure. I believe it's called Real Sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, though I have not read it entirely, I do know that it was quite, some people um, it was kind of attacked it, was, it because they went into like specific things. This is, it is called, it's Real Marriage by Mark Driscoll. Uh, it was gotcha. written in 2012. Real marriage, the truth about sex, friendship, and life. So it is pretty, you know, the pastor who wrote Driscoll. this, he uh, he was pretty open about things and him and his wife and used themselves as examples in order to, doesn't mean I affirm everything is even said in there. I'm just telling you that I trust that person's theology. Yeah. And I can give my stamp to that. I have not read it. If you've read it, I'd love to hear. But that's a book that was created to be that. Wow. Uh, we'll also put a link in the description of this video, maybe. Uh, some resources that I trust and we trust that you can yeah, look at for a healthy, you know, um, you know, discussions and resources on sex between a husband and wife. Yeah, man. You know, I love to that. help. Con- <laughs> Not pictures, okay, but just things to help you have those discussions and stuff. Make yeah. sense? Yeah, absolutely, man. Right. Well done. Let's see if we have time, really. How are we doing here, fun turn on time? He's going to look that up while I take a look at our... Man, it is pouring. If you yeah, hear that, yeah. it is pouring rain. It just rain. started pouring down rain. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good time. Um, you have the... So there's a question on Exodus. I'll read it. You may not know. So it is... I think we can answer this real quick. Mm-hmm. How did the guy in Exodus 2 find out Moses killed the Egyptian? All right, so I'm going to read this real fast so you understand. Mm-hmm. And then you can answer, give your thoughts on it. Okay. God called, uh, there's a lot of crazy things with Moses' story. Moses ran away from <laughs> Egypt, came back. So here we go. <clears throat> when he was at, uh, Starting in chapter 2, verse 11, it says this. The Bible says, years later, after he's born and such, after Moses had grown up, um, Moses was raised by Egyptians. Years later, after, uh, and he was, of course, an Israelite. Years later, after Moses had grown up, he went out into his own people, i.e., this would have been the Israelites, and observed their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. Looking all around and seeing no one, he struck, struck the Egyptian dead and hid him in the sand. The next day, he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, Why are you attacking your neighbor? Who made you a leader and judge over us? The man replied, Are you planning to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses became afraid and thought, what I did is certainly known. When Pharaoh heard about this, he tried to kill Moses. Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian and sat down by a well. Pretty crazy, yeah. first off. So how do you, they're asking, how did that guy know that he killed the Egyptian? You know, I think this is one of those things where he could have just seen him do it. Bingo. I think, I think <laughs> we over... Know, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I, he's right. You know, Here's, Moses thought they were alone, and this guy was like, what's going on? Oh, you know, yeah. this guy murdered this guy. So, you know, that's like, the exact answer. Like, And that's why he ran. So it, remember, this is the key here. He said, looking around and seeing no one. It didn't say <laughs> right. no one was around. That's clear. Yep. See no one. So he does it, and some, you know, Harry's over there picking berries and happened to see through the bush. He that's did it. That's right. And I think that's why he ran, because he realized 
dude, a lot of people know this. Yep. And somehow Pharaoh ended up finding out too. So yeah, he just, he was seen. I probably saw him, yeah. Bingo. Good, great question though. It shows that you're really thinking and reading through the Bible. It's cool, man. I like it. That's that, man. We could go on and on. I think I have some ideas I want to talk to you about. Guys, be on the lookout. If you're watching through the Facebook page, that uh, the video, we're going to be putting out some stuff that's not really like Real Talk Live, mm. um, but we're going to be answering just random individual questions kind of live. Just little shots, little questions, you know, boom. Here's a topic we were given. There it, it is. It is an uh, impromptu discussion on it. We might even randomly grab people around and bring them in because we've got some really good topics. So another reason to give us topics and questions we're going to put out I don't have it. We don't have a title for it yet, but you'll see it. Just be on the lookout for some cool little moments. They'll be short, probably five to ten minutes, and just talk about something that maybe, you know, encourage you guys. Heck yeah. That's all I got, man. You got anything? Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, just comments, concerns, <laughs> put them in the comments section. Or, hey, we do have our anonymous link, which is www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. You can uh, submit the question, comment, concern, whatever, completely anonymous, anonymously, and we will see it. Uh, if you're watching from Facebook, like, share this video. We'll see the question, not your name. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> from this person. Uh, if you're watching from YouTube, if you haven't already, go ahead and like uh, like the video, uh, comment on it. But also, please take a moment, and if you really did enjoy this and you want to be you know, updated with the next time we post, go ahead and subscribe and hit the notification bell so you'll get a uh, you know you'll get a bit, you'll see a notification every time we post something. And if you're on Rumble, go ahead and sh- shout us out, give us a subscribe, and uh, throw us a Rumble. See me do the punch. I did. I liked it. Nice. Fun turn. You got anything? I'm gonna add a punch, a little push to That's it. Pretty cool. I'll do it. Huh? He just goes. You see that? Yeah. He's in the zone today. Hey, everyone, we love you so much. We look forward to this every week. Um, thanks for bearing with us. Had some long shows the last couple of weeks, and we're kind of back to our normal-ish size. So mm-hmm. thank you to those that ask questions and topics. Listen, there are some incredible questions and topics we didn't get to today. Oh, yeah. We're, we're getting to them. So there will be some of our impromptu ones, but also definitely next week. Keep shooting those in. Keep giving us those questions, like you said. Uh, if you haven't liked the Facebook page that you're seeing this video on, please go like Follow all those beautiful things. Same with YouTube. Subscribe to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some really cool ideas about that channel that's going to be coming soon. You guys will see. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some different ch- sub-channels within the overall channel. Uh, you're going to hear some different voices, some different opinions. Oh, yeah. Some different content. You might even hear singers. and It's going to be cool. So you'll want to subscribe. Exciting. Also, if you're wa- listening to this on Apple podcast please mm-hmm. give us a review yes if it's a good one if it's a five star and then write something in there it really does help us get seen by more people it does that's it we love you guys we'll take your prayers we uh just know the the simple truth that the, all this is about is that god loves you right where you're at if you don't know him you can anytime hmm. um, jesus died so that you can live and have a relationship with god and have all those questions answered that's in your heart look it up check it out um, shoot us a message. We want to tell you about that. Read it in the Bible yourself. Any of the Gospels. I think that's about it. Yeah. We love you. Appreciate you. Hope you have a great day, and God bless you.